Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariyah on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us Jazakumullahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Adameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala Sayyidina wa Nabiyyina wa Mawlana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina athab al-nar. Rabbana la tuzik kulubana ba'dith hadaytana wa habdana min ladunka rahma. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalan yuqarribuna ila hubbik ya arhamur rahimeen. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, this is our 13th session, I believe, of the Journey series. And um, uh, this series from the beginning of it has been something that's been very heavy on the hearts. Um, because we're talking about that journey, the final journey of the soul that we're going to all be making. And tonight, on this 13th session, is a night where we talk specifically, explicitly, in detail about Jahannam, about Hellfire. And uh, all week, I kid you not, all week this, this topic has weighed heavy on me. And um, I, I just want to preface this, this evening with a hadith narrated by Aisha radiallahu anha, our mother. She says, and this is narrated by Imam Bukhari in his book, so we know how authentic that is, right? She says... That She says that the very first thing of the Quran to ever be revealed were the small surahs that we call small surahs. And those surahs, all they talked about. All of these small surahs, all they talk about, she says, all it talked about was Jannah and the hellfire, heaven and hell. That's all it focused on. She says, until people became firm in the deen, like people were hearing all about heaven, all about akhirah, all about what's coming later. She says, that's all we heard about in the beginning. It wasn't about halal, haram. It was just about a relationship with the akhirah, a relationship with that journey that we're all going to make. And she says, nazal al-halal wal-haram. The halal and the haram, then it came down. Then it came down. And now listen, these aren't my words, this is what she says, and I, wanna, I really want this to preface what we're going to learn today so that you can understand the value of what we're studying. She goes, She goes, if the first thing to ever be revealed was, She says, if the first thing ever to be revealed was don't drink alcohol, she says that the people, who are these people we're talking about? Who is she referencing? The Sahaba the best of our ummah. She says that they would have said, la nadu'ul khamar abadan. We're never ever going to give up drinking alcohol. She even goes a step further. She goes, if the first thing, walaw nazala, la taznu, don't commit zina, don't fornicate. Laqalu la nadu'ul zina abadan. We're never going to give this up. So what she's trying to say here is something extremely important for all of us. A lot of us struggle with the halal, struggle with the haram, struggle with holding on to what pleases Allah. And unfortunately, we haven't been going at this the right way. And that was the objective of this whole series, is to really connect our hearts with the akhirah. When we study the sahaba, their hearts were connected with the akhirah, and that's what made them glow. That's what made them shine. That's what made them unique, is that they were always thinking with an akhirah mindset, yo. An akhirah mindset, that's how you live life, with an akhirah mindset. How does this next step, this next word, this next move affect my akhirah? And I'm going to share you one narration just to bring this home, and then we'll start with this vivid description of the hellfire. Anas radiallahu ta'ala an, he says, a man by the name of Harith, and I've narrated this before, but it's fitting for this moment. 
a man by the name of Harith, he met the Prophet Sallallahu in one alleyway in Medina. I want you to picture it. The Prophet is walking, just walking through the streets. Not like these Dallas streets, just some East Coast city or something, all right? He's walking through the streets. I'm sorry, I'm always hating on Dallas, but <laughs> I just came back from Baltimore too, so I was like feeling it. Anyways, so the Prophet Sallallahu is walking through the streets of Medina. And he says he bumps into this man. His, this man's name is Harith. And I want you to hear this dialogue. I want you to picture this dialogue taking place. Kaifa asbahta ya Haritha? How you doing this morning, Haritha? Qala asbahtu mu'minan haqqa. I woke up a true believer today. I woke up a true believer today. Can you imagine, like, you talk about flex. Can you imagine saying that to the Prophet Sallallahu you know what I mean? Can you imagine saying, like, that's like talking to Adam here, like, yo, my tajweed is on top today. Adam's like, what? Okay, let's see. Right? So, subhanAllah, the Prophet, he says, I woke up this morning a true believer. Oh, okay. Qala, the Prophet, he said, Inna li kulli Every word has a reality. What's the reality of what you're saying? Meaning, talk is cheap. If that's the truth, there should be a reality behind those words. So he says this, and this is what I want you to listen to. He says, Qala, he says, Araftu nafsi, azaftu nafsi anid dunya. I have distanced myself from this world. And I spend my days thirsty and my nights awake in worship. Are you hearing what he's saying? Ka'anni bi'arshi rabbi bariza. Yo, it's like I can see the throne of God in front of me. It's as if I'm with the people of Jannah and we're chilling together, enjoying, passing the drinks around, passing the food around, cracking jokes with each other. And then he says, And it's as if I'm with the people of Hellfire right now. I can see all the punishments taking place right now. I can hear the screams. I can hear the cry. I can see the bloodshed. I can see all of that right in front of me. The Prophet said, Asabta falzam. He's like, You got it. Just hold on now. <laughs> you got it. Just hold on now. But do you see how this guy was walking? He was a random guy. This isn't, this isn't Abu Bakr. This is a random guy, the Prophet met in the streets, how are you doing? He's like, yo, I'm looking at Jannah right now. So, so what, the, the, the thing tonight, as you listen to this description, the biggest problem we have is that we've gone too far in the other direction. We don't talk about this anymore because it's too scary, it's too graphic. But the Prophet was Bashir and Nadir. What does that mean? He gave glad tidings, but he also warned. And as I always say, remember this, and we'll get straight into this. Your iman, just imagine you're on a boat, and that boat has to get up the river. The two oars that you have are what? You've heard me say it before. Hope and fear. These are how you row your boat, merrily, <laughs> slowly but surely. If you row one side too hard, you know what happens to the boat. If I only row one side, what happens? Circle. Some of y'all like, man, I'm not getting anywhere in my faith. Because I'm like, you only rowing one boat, Habibi. Run oar. If you only row the other side, only hope, only hope, only hope, only hope. Then you say, why can't I stop sinning? So the way that we balance, the way that we get to our destination is that we row both of them, our hope and our fear. And tonight, is this, this is the podcast you go back to when you find yourself slipping. And you need to remember what hellfire is like. So let's go straight into it. When we talk about the fire of Jahannam, you have to imagine everything we say. Put yourself there. When we talk about the fire of Jahannam, I don't want you to imagine just a place, but I want you to imagine something alive, like a wild animal, like a wild beast. The Prophet ﷺ said that on the day of judgment, Jahannam will be brought forward, and I want you to picture it. I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but you ever see a dude holding his, his dog back on a chain, and the dog is just waiting to let loose? 
The Prophet ﷺ, he said that 70,000 angels, 70,000 angels all holding on to the reins of Jahannam. Calm down. The Quran says, It's so angry, it's as if it's, it's, it's about to explode because of its own anger. Because that's what it was created to do. So the Quran says that this Jahannam, this hellfire, is alive. That changes perspective. You're not going to a jail cell. You're not going to a prison. You're going to a place that is a place, but it's alive too, and it knows who you are. You're an enemy of God if you ended up there. You're an enemy of God if you're there at that time. The Prophet ﷺ said it's so alive that it will speak. It will speak. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, لا تزال جهنم يلقى فيها. Jahannam will keep receiving more and more people. وَتَقُولُ And the Prophet, uh, the Prophet said that Allah will say to Jahannam, Are you full yet? And what will Hellfire say? هَلْ مِنْ مَزِيد Do you have any more? I want more. I want more. Hatta, This is the hadith. حَتَّى يَضَعَ رَبُّ الْعِزَّ فِيهَا قَدَمَ Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes his foot and pushes the people down inside. Picture it, see it. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, Everything will be squished into one another. Jahannam then says, Enough, enough, enough. It's full now. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he says, In Jannah, Jannah, I know we're not there yet. We'll do that in the coming weeks. But Jannah, the Prophet in the same hadith says, in Jannah we'll always have room. No matter how many people get to paradise, there's always extra space. And the Prophet said, Hatta yunshi There'll be so much faldi space that Allah will create a creation just for that extra space. Like this is just, somebody got to use this. So Allah creates a creation just for that faldi space in Jannah. In one narration, in one narration, we're told that again, Jahannam talking. The Prophet ﷺ, he said that ila The fire of Jahannam complained to God. I want you to see this thing as something alive, not just a place. This is a hadith, Sahih. The Prophet ﷺ said that the fire complained to its Lord. I'm consuming myself. My fire is so hot that I'm consuming myself. So Allah allowed it. Listen closely. Allah allowed Jahannam to have two moments of exhaling to let out. You know, like, uh, I'm just off the cuff. You know, like when you got that pressure cooker? What's that new joint everybody be using? Instapot. Yeah, you already know. Young brother be cooking over here. <laughs> no, so you know how like subhanAllah, like two nafas means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed Jahannam to exhale t twice, let out twice, two, two breaths you could say. So look what the Prophet said. Nafsun fi shita wa nafasun fi saif. One of the, the, the letting out of air of Jahannam is in the winter. And that is when we experience on earth the coldest of seasons. And the other is in slave, the, the summer, when we experience the hot. Now this brings another point. A lot of people think that Jahannam is just hellfire. But as we're going to explain now, Zamharira, the Quran speaks, uh-uh. There are parts of Jahannam that are freezing cold. And we'll get there when we talk about the different types of punishment that are in the fire of Jahannam. So the point up till now is I wanted you to see Jahannam as not some place, but I wanted you to see it as something alive. I wanted you to see something as live. Now, the Prophet, the Quran teaches us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, for, Jah for Jahannam there are seven gates, seven doors, seven doors, made out of iron according to most of the narrators, made out of iron. And the Prophet ﷺ said, in between each of these doors, before I go there, لِكُلِّ بَابٍ مِّنْهُمْ جُزٌ مَقْسُومٌ This is scary. 
Each door has the names of the people that are supposed to enter into that door. Each door has the names of those who are supposed to enter that door. It's already maktub. It's already written right there. And each door is specified for a certain type of sin. Whatever sin that person predominantly did, that's the door they're entering into. But you know Ibn Abbas, you know what he says? He says the doors aren't next to each other. No, Jahannam is one level above the next level, below the next level, below the next, next level. Ad-Dark al-Asfal, Darakat, levels down, levels down. And in the narration it says, it says, Abwabu Jahannam as-Saba'a. There are seven gates or doors or just massive doors in front of Jahannam. Seven of them. Each one below the next one. The first group comes in and the first level is full. The first level is full. When that is full, then the second level, third level, fourth level, fifth level, sixth level. And, the, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the seventh level, the lowest level is for the most wretched of crimes. And one of those is hypocrisy, a person that showed external faith, but inside they didn't believe at all. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, between each door is a distance of 500 years. I want you to imagine it. What does that mean? And everyone's name who has to enter into that door, their name is written on that. There are 19 angels in charge of all of Jahannam. 19 angels in charge of all of Jahannam. But when it comes to the, the angels that are responsible for the people that are there, for lack of better terms, I will use the term prison guards, far worse than that, they're called Zabaniya. That is the name of that category. They are created for that purpose. Allah talks about them in the Quran. Allah. In charge of Jahannam are angels. I already told you, look, if it's Allah, then it's like, yo, Allah will have mercy on me. But when somebody, like you, we always say, I need the manager. Let me talk to the manager. But here, there's no, uh-uh. The ones in charge of the punishment are the angels. There's no access above. Let me talk to the supervisor. Nah, doesn't happen. Shidadun, ghiladun. They are fierce. They are strong. Listen to this. The angels that are called Zabaniya, that's their position, that's their role, that's who they are. Hard-hearted. Allah created them with no mercy. They don't have any mercy on anything. Listen to this. They have been created out of anger. They have been created out of anger. That's it. That's it. There's nothing else in them. That's what they were created for. In our minds, we're like, oh, the angels? Oh, no, uh-uh. These are different angels. They have been created for one thing. I read in one book, they said that the angels of Jahannam are deaf and blind so that they can't see what they're doing to you. Because if they could see, then perhaps they would still maybe have mercy. So Allah just makes them deaf and blind. I don't, they, so they can't hear what's happening and they can't see what they're doing to you. Hubbiba. Listen to this. Allah created them in a way where... It's going to get hot, man. SubhanAllah. Allah created them in a way where they love to punish. Again, to me, this hits so different because we always think that Allah will have mercy on me. Oh, like my Allah, my Allah, he's got me. But if a person ends up here, it's, it's not, it's, you're dealing with the angels now. And these angels have been created. You're, you're an assignment. Habibi, you're an assignment. I have a job to do. I've been created for this one purpose. And I've been created out of anger. And I've been created in a way where I love nothing but to punish. Now, right now, in your mind, if at any moment you start to feel, oh, wow, that's too much. I want you to think about all of the oppression that takes place around the world. I want you to think about the things we see happening to Muslims around the world. And how you wish, where's justice? Where's justice? Right now is justice. In this moment right here. Allahu Akbar. So these angels, these zabaniya, the Quran says, Hubbiba ilayhim. Uh, uh, this is narrated from one of the Sahaba. They love to punish. Kama hubbiba ila bani adam aklu ta'am wa shurab. The same way you enjoy eating is the way they enjoy punishing. 
Shidadun, strong, ghilad, fierce, no mercy in their hearts. The Quran explains, Idil aglalu, as the people enter into Jahannam, Idil aglalu, fi a'naqiyam, they'll have chains around their necks. Wasalasil, and they'll have chains being pulled around the hands and the feet. Holding the chains are the zabaniya, the angels. Yushabun, pulling them. The narrators say, every single chain has the name of the person that's supposed to have it. Like it's written on that chain. This is for Fulan. This is for Fulan. This is for Fulan. Filhamim, dragged into boiling water. Then out of boiling water, then back onto the fire, they'll be burned. Now, I want you to understand this. It's not perpetual punishment. When we look at these examples, the, the Quran and the Hadith, we see that there's, there's dialogue even taking place in Jahannam. There's dialogue taking place. There's questions. There's mocking questions. As this verse says, they're being dragged through boiling water. Then they're being dragged through fire. And then the angels say to them, Where's the thing? They're being mocked. They're being mocked. If you feel something, then, then think about the time Muslims are mocked. Think about the mocking that was done back in the world. Where's all the stuff you worshipped other than God? This is Quran I'm reading. They say it's gone. We don't have anything. It's all gone. It's all gone. The Prophet ﷺ, he explained that the fire of Jahannam burned over a thousand years before it turned pitch black. Its color changed to pitch black. And in one hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, he explained that the fire of, of this world is one seventieth of the fire of the Akhirah. But as I said, hellfire is not only Hot and heat is not the only punishment, but the Quran speaks of Zamharir, which is a place in Jahannam that is a place of extreme cold. Now, what are the people of Jahannam going through? What is it like there? We talked about them being dragged into Jahannam with chains, with, with collars on, their feet are chained, all of them dragged on their faces, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Now we go forward. One of the things that they'll be punished with. And this is where I want you to change your perspective of what's going on there. The narrations say that they will be punished with extreme hunger and thirst. So it's not just one type of punishment, but extreme hunger and extreme thirst. And when they are hungry and they ask for food, the Quran says that they will be given fruit from a tree that is in Jahannam. Now this tree that is spoken about in the Quran the roots of this tree are in the pit of hell. And the, the hadith tell us that it is watered, so to speak, with the fire of Jahannam. So its water is the fire of hell. And the fruit of that, which is, which is thorny fruit, is what they are given to eat. And because of the extreme hunger, they will eat it. And even though they're not able to swallow it, la yakadu yughidhuhu, the Quran says they won't even be able to swallow it. But the hunger is so intense that they're still trying to eat it even though it's getting stuck in their throat. So when it's stuck, the Quran says that they'll ask for water. So then when they're given something to drink, they're given, they're given the boiling pus of the people of hellfire. But they're so thirsty that they drink it on top of that because the thirst is so intense. And it begins to boil their bellies. Their clothes made out of fire. But everyone's punishment is different depending on how you lived. Muslim narrates Osama bin Zaid. He says, I heard the Prophet say, A man will be brought forward on the day of judgment. For you will cough and not, he'll be thrown into the fire. When he gets to his place where he lands, his spot where he's supposed to be punished, and the angel is there punishing him, his, it's, I'm, I know it's graphic, but we have to study this. His intestines will fall out. His test intestines are out, so it says that he will be going around his own intestines like a himar. 
like a, like a donkey goes around a, uh, a mill. He's just going in circles. And this is what I want you to understand. These people are in perpetual punishment because this narration says, The people of hellfire will gather around him, which tells me that there's like off and on of this. The people, they'll gather around him and they will say, Yaquluna, Ya Fulan, Ya Fulan, oh such and such, oh such and such, Malak, what's up with you being here? Why are you here? Alam Takunta Murubil Maruf, weren't you the one up there giving the talk? Weren't you the one up there giving the, the Nasiha? Weren't you the one always giving everyone advice? Ta'murubil Maruf. Can you imagine this person's disgrace when all of these people are around him or her and they're like, you? You are the one up there talking to everybody. What can this person say now? I want you to realize, in my mind, one of the, the craziest part of Jahannam is the emotional and psychological punishment. I read one narration that said, as the person is being punished, it will look to this person as if everyone around who's also being punished, it will look as if they're all laughing at the person. They're not, though. But it will seem, it will appear as if every single person is laughing at this person. Psychological, just humiliation. In another narration, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he talks about, no, it's a verse of Quran. It's a verse of Quran. Look at this dialogue that's taking place. The people of Jannah, somehow, the Quran tells us that they'll be able to see the people of hellfire and vice versa. Because, because when the people of Jannah see what's going on there, how happy do you get? Like, alhamdulillah. And when the people of hellfire see what's going on there, how much remorse do you have on this life that was once yours in the opportunity that you had? You're like, I wasted it. So this verse of Quran in Surah Araf, it says, The people of hellfire will call upon the people of Jannah. Can you give us some water? Can you give us some water? Somehow Allah, Allah allows them to talk. Or anything that God gave you. The Mufassirin say, they say this because they actually don't even know what we got up here. You, you see what I'm saying? All they remember is water. But they're like, yo, they might have something more, yo, better than water. Or, what do the, what do the uh, people of Jannah reply? You know, we live our whole lives and there's a lot of stuff that's haram, y'all. There's a lot of haram stuff, right? Can't do this, can't do that, can't drink this, can't eat that. Can't have this relationship, can't have that relationship. At this moment, what do the people of Jannah say to the people of Jahannam? Nah, Habibi, that's haram for you. That's haram. That's haram. Look who's saying it to who. Look who cared. Who cared about haram in this dunya? The ones who cared about haram in this dunya are the ones now saying, Qalu inna Allah haramuhuma. Yo, that's haram. It's haram, yo. Can't have it. Inna Allah haramuhuma ala al-kafirin. Wa nada ashabul jannah. But the other, the dialogue goes the other way. Wa nada ashabul jannah. The people of jannah will call upon the people of nar. An qad wajadna ma wa'adana rabbuna haqqa. They say, hey, yo. I'm sorry to put it this spin, but this is what's being said. Hey, y'all, did you find out? Is it true? Is it true over there? The people of Jannah are saying this to the people of Hellfire. Hey, y'all, is it true? Have you found the promise of your Lord to be true? They will reply in unison, yes, it's all true. They denied it in the world, but at that point, clear as day, Akhirah is real. Akhirah is real. In another narration, this is heavy. I actually wanted to share this verse of Quran for when we talk about Jannah, but it goes in both. In Surah Safat, Allah says, This is all Quran, y'all. What's crazy is this all Quran. 
When you read the Quran with understanding, you're, 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 that's why that's why Amu's in the masjid be crying and stuff in Tarawih. You, you be in Tarawih like, dang, why is my man crying so much? Because he's listening to this dialogue take place. We got to learn the Quran, y'all. We got to learn what it's saying. Qalam Institute right here. Yeah. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Listen to this verse. It's beautiful. Surah Safat. The people of, of Jannah will meet each other, uh, talking to each other. What's going on? Haytham, Leah, how y'all been? How's your last thousand years been here? You ain't even called me to your house yet. They meet each other. Just how you been? What's up? They're chilling. They're like, yo, I used to have a friend. I used to have a friend back in the dunya. These are people in Jannah, heaven. I used to have a friend. She used to say to me, you really believe that akhirah stuff, that Islam stuff? Like, you really believe that? You think, like, we're going to be dust and bones and we're going to be resurrected? You... You believe that? Qala, an angel will write when, they, when they're talking. These are two people of Jannah just chopping it up. Man, I used to have a friend, man. Whew. Right at that moment, an angel says, what? Quran. Oh, you want to see that friend right now? You want to see that friend right now? We in Jannah like, yeah, why not? Let me see. Fattala'a. Fattala'a fara'ahu fi sawa'il jahim. Some portal, just imagine, something opens up, he sees directly into the middle of Jahannam, and that person is right there. In the middle of Jahim, Jahannam. This person goes, oh my God, I was almost led astray by you. Oh my goodness, look where you're at, look where I'm at. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad I deleted your phone number. I am so glad I blocked you on Instagram. You almost messed me up, y'all. That's real, exactly. You almost messed me up. If it wasn't for the blessing of God, I would have been there right with you. Check your people, man. The people you roll with in the dunya, you're going to roll with them in the akhirah, man. You might have to start canceling some people. No, for real. It ain't even worth it. Oh, you don't call me no more. Yeah, I'm super busy. Like, yeah, sorry. Mm -mm, it's not worth it. As I said, one of the deepest punishments is the psychological punishment, I feel. The emotional punishment. Some more verses. This is all Quran. Allah says, the criminals, they are sitting in Jahannam, Khalidun, eternally there. The punishment just keeps coming. It never lets up. And they lost all hope. They're hopeless going through these different punishments. You know, right there, you, got, you felt bad for them. Allah says, stop. I didn't do wrong to them. They did wrong to themselves. They had the opportunity. You have the opportunity. I have the opportunity. Here, here. Listen to what they say. Who is Malik? Malik is the angel that is in charge of all of Jahannam. One angel, his name is Malik. His name is Malik. He's the angel in charge. Wanado, ya Malik. They will call out, O Malik, O Malik. Who? The people of Jahannam. O Malik, Let our Lord just kill us. Let life be over. You know Surah Ala, La Yamutu Fiha, Wala. They don't live in hellfire, nor do they die. Because they're not living the way people in Jannah are living, but they're not dying either. Perpetually in this state between. I don't want you to mix it up. They're feeling what they're feeling. They're existing. They're all, but they're not living the way we're living. So, لا يموت فيها ولا And they're asking, Listen to this. I'm going to read this narration of Abu Darda, and I want you to picture it. Be there. Be like that Sahaba who saw it walking around Medina. Someone stops him. Prophet's like, how you doing? He's like, oh, excuse me. I was just in Jannah. I want you to be that person. 
I want you to see it in front of you. Listen to this narration. Abu Darda, he says, Yursilu aw yusubu ala ahlin narjur. Hunger will be let loose on the people of Jahannam. It will equal whatever punishment they were going through already. They will beg and call out for help. They will be given, in place of that, tree, a fruit from the tree of Zakum. Subhanallah. It will not satiate their hunger, nor will they, they feel satisfied. It doesn't benefit them, so they ask for more. It's more. Then they will be given more food. When they eat this next food, it gets stuck in their throats. They remember, oh, we used to, when something got stuck in our throat in the dunya, we used to drink water. So they will ask for water to drink. So the boiling water of Jahannam will be brought for them to drink, and they will drink from this. When they pick up, when they pick up the cup that has the boiling water in it, despite the heat, they'll still bring it to their face because they're so hungry, and the heat of it will begin to burn their face. So they'll, they'll, they'll drink it. They'll call on Malik, and they will say, let our Lord just end our existence. The worst thing you could do to anyone in this world is ignore them. And the punishment that they get is they call on Madik and for a thousand years he doesn't even reply to them. For a thousand years he doesn't even reply to them. They call. He will go back to them. He'll answer them. The order is that you have to stay. They'll call the other guards of Jahannam. So they can't get out. So they say, can you ask God to just let us off one day? One day, just one day, no punishment. Didn't you sit in those lectures? Didn't you hear the talks? Didn't you hear the prophets? Didn't you hear all that? Didn't you hear it? They say, yeah. The angels go, call all you want. Call. There's no point in you calling. They will say, okay, forget all these other angels and uh, uh, you know, Malik. We're calling Allah. Oh Allah, I want you to think about these words. People in Jahannam, what do they say? They want nothing more than to be sitting where you're sitting right now. They want nothing more than to be breathing and alive again. They want nothing more than what you have right in front of you. The greatest opportunity. You have life. And how are you going to waste it? What do they say? They say, Ya Allah, take us out. Let us go back. Go back where? Where you're at right now. If we mess up again, the narration says Allah won't reply to them for the double what this whole universe was created for. Finally, when Allah, double from the beginning of creation to Qiyamah, double that. Finally, what Allah says to them, I want you to think of these words. What does Allah say? You know, you know when you have an animal or, or a dog and you say like, get, 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 like that, that's called iqsa'u. So Allah says, get, 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 get back in there. And don't ever speak to me again. Yo, y'all, I'm sorry. That's the greatest punishment right there. Fire, boiling water, hooks, skin that, that, that grows back after it's burned away. Chains dragged on their faces through the fire. Clothes made out of uh, flammable things. The greatest punishment, y'all, is Allah saying, don't ever talk to me again. The most merciful of merciful saying, don't ever talk to me. You know why don't ever talk to me? I had some servants that used to worship me. And you used to mock and make fun of them. So stay where you're at.
Those are the people that will lose their own lives in Jahannam. The fire shall burn their face. Burn their face. Did my signs not come to you? Same thing as before. Don't talk to me, Allah says. The last one to leave, two more narrations. The last one to leave Jahannam. This is a beautiful hadith. Listen closely and picture it as we listen to it. The Prophet said, The last person to enter Jannah is a person. He's walking, trying to get out of Jahannam. And then he falls. The fire, as he's getting out of Jahannam, the fire grabs him, drags him back in, get back, pulls him back in. Finally, back and forth, this person is crawling, trying to get out of Jahannam, trying to get out of Jahannam. Finally, this person gets out. He gets right outside of the hellfire. Picture this person. He has just been released. He just got out. You know how people act when they just get out? Serving time? Y'all seen it lately? It's the greatest feeling. You can't imagine. I'm free. I got everything. The moment he, he crawls out of Jahannam, he looks back at Jahannam and he says, All praise to the one who saved me from you. I'm out. He's praising Allah. Listen, listen. Allah has given me something he ain't give nobody else. Hey, y'all, we are, other people are already in Jannah. Chilling, kicking it up, drinking, partying, have a good time. Ain't haram in Jannah, don't judge me, okay? Yes, I will be drinking and partying in Jannah, don't judge me. We'll talk about that when we get to Jannah, okay? What, what's wrong? Y'all mad judgy, man. It's haram here, not there. Dang, judgy people, yo. Like, we judging people in Jannah, like, why are you doing that? Like, astaghfirullah. Yo, this person just got out of Jahannam. He's the last one out. And he says, Allah has given me something he ain't give nobody else. That's how happy he is that he was released from that punishment. So this person is just right out the gates, just, just, just collecting himself. Alhamdulillah, I'm out. Allah said, the, the Prophet says, Allah causes there to be a tree in front of him that he sees. He says, oh Allah, let me get close to this tree. So I could just sit under it and lean against it. I want to drink the water next to it. Allah will say, Yabana Adam, O son of Adam, You know, if I give you that, you're probably going to ask me for something else too. This is hadith of Rasul, this is a sound hadith. The person says, no, Allah, I won't ask for any of this. Let me get to that tree right there. That's it. He'll make an oath. I swear by you, Allah, I won't ask for anything else. Allah says, okay, go. Because he can't have patience. So the person is brought close to that tree. He sits under it. He drinks the water. He is relaxing. The hadith says, he sees another tree in front of him. It's more beautiful than the previous one. The water looks better. The view looks better. The tree is shining. Gold, colors you've never seen before. We'll talk about that. He says, hey, Rabbi, can I please get close to that tree right there? I would like to sit under it. Drink its water. I ain't going to ask for nothing else perhaps you will ask me for more he says no I won't I promise that's it 
Allah allows him because he sees he sees something he can't have patience from. He's under that tree chilling as long as he can chill when he sees another tree at the gates of Jannah. At the gates, y'all. At the gates, right there. Right there at the gates. Meaning, like, you could, like, look through. You know what I mean? Like, dang, what's going on? He says, Ya Rabbi. Says the same thing. When he gets close to it. He hears the voices of the people of Jannah. Yo, it's lit. Block party? You know what I mean? Nah, y'all don't know. Dallas don't have block parties. <laughs> he hears the voices of Jannah. He hears the music of Jannah. He hears the singing, the partying of Jannah. The giggles, the laughter. The children running. Okay, we'll get to Jannah. But he, see, he can see through. He's at the tree like, dang, this tree is nice, but it's looking nice in there. Allah. He says, Ey Rabbi, adkhilniha. Ya Allah, please let me in. Fayaqul, ya bana Adam, ma yashirrani minki. What do you want from me? Will you be happy if I give you the like of the world that you lived in completely doubled? So this entire world? Just think, y'all. Switzerland, it's beautiful, right? I know y'all see the same Instagram page as I do too. Europe, Morocco, China, whatever you can imagine. All of it. I'll give you double the world. Fayaqulu, this person says, this is hadith, these ain't my words. Ya Rabbi, atastahzi'ubi wa anta rabbul Why are you joking with me when you are Allah? Why are you joking with me when you're Allah? Fadahika, when Ibn Masood narrated this hadith, he smiled. He smiled, like he smiled. And he said to his students, he's like, why don't y'all ask me why I'm smiling? <laughs> I'm serious. Faqalu, okay, Shaykh, why are you smiling? Faqal, he said, Hakadahika Rasulullah. Because when the Prophet told us this hadith, he smiled like that too. So we said, Ya Rasulullah, why are you smiling? Meaning we were better students than y'all. <laughs> so we said, Ya Rasulullah, why are you smiling? The Prophet Sallallahu he said, Min dhikki Rabbil Alameen. Because I'm smiling how Allah smiles at him when he lets him in. And he says, I'm not joking with you. You can have all that you want in Jannah. And he lets this person in. I have one more narration to share with you and then we'll stop. I started to share it last week, but I want to go in more detail. This is the last person to leave the hellfire. All of the punishment, all of the pain, all of the cold, all of the hot, all of the humiliation, all of the chains, all of the hooks, all of the hunger, all of the thirst, all of the scolding water, all of these things that we talked about, skin that melts away and comes back and every single every single type of punishment that we just thought about. Now this last person is left, is taken out. That means the only people remaining in hellfire are those who are there for eternity. And the only people in Jannah now, of course, are there for eternity. So listen to this hadith from Sahih Muslim. Sa'id Khudri, he says that the Prophet Sallallahu he said, picture it, please. إِذَا دَخَلَ أَهْلُ الْجَنَّةِ جَنَّةِ When the people of Jannah all go into paradise. وَدَخَلَ أَهْلُ النَّارِ نَارِ and the people of hellfire are now there, all of them. Death will be brought forward. The hadith says that all of the people of hellfire will be called forward. And all of the people of Jannah will be called forward to watch. And death will be brought. An angel brings death in the form of a ram. And it will be stood right there between both groups. فَيُقَالُوا يَا أَهْلَ الْجَنَّةِ The angel will then look at the people of Jannah. هَلْ تَعْرِفُ هَذَا Do you recognize what this thing is? And they're all looking. And they're nervous. And they say, نَعَمْ This is death. 
What's the worst thing for a person in Jannah that this ends? So they get scared. What? Death is here? Then the angel looks at the people of hellfire. Do y'all know what this is? They will say, yeah, we know what that is. And they will begin to get happy that maybe we finally die. Maybe all this hell is over now. Allah will say to the angel, slaughter it now. Slaughter death. Thumma yuqalu, ya ahlal jannah, khulud la maut. O people of jannah, eternity, no death. No death, go. Wa ya ahlal nar, and O people of hellfire, khulud la maut, eternity, no death. And then that's the end. Inshallah, that's our class on the hellfire. Um, I know it's heavy. May Allah allow us to internalize it. May Allah make it a means for us to stay away from sins. Um, may Allah allow us to really think about this. Ya Allah, we ask you to make what we learned tonight here a reality in our hearts. We ask you, Ya Allah, to forgive our sins, Ya Allah. We ask you to make us from the people of Jannah, only the people of Jannah. Ya Allah, we ask you and seek refuge. Ya Allah, please protect us from ever seeing the fire of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our deeds heavy on the day of judgment, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us. Please forgive us for our sins. Ya Allah, forgive us for our sins, Ya Allah. Forgive our parents, Ya Allah, forgive our parents. Forgive our brothers and forgive our sisters, Ya Arhamur Rahimin. Ya Allah, whenever we are slipping closer to sin, Ya Allah, allow us to reflect on what we learned here today, make it a reality in our hearts, and a means for us to stay away from sin, Ya Arhamur Rahimin. Rabbana taqabal minna innaka anta samir alim. Wa tuba alayna ya mulana innaka anta tawabur rahim. Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Yurahmatika ya Arhamur Rahimin. Ameen.